Good evening. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Tyson Bibb, and a special warm welcome to any guests or visitors that we have joining us this evening. Please know you're always very welcome here at Trinity Lutheran Church. And we rejoice as we gather on this Thanksgiving Eve to give thanks to God, our Heavenly Father, the giver of every good and perfect gift, who has given us of His only begotten Son that we might have forgiveness, life, and salvation in His name. Our service this evening is evening prayer. As it begins on page 243, we now sing the first hymn. The Old Testament reading for Thanksgiving is from Deuteronomy chapter 8. The whole commandment that I command you today, you shall be careful to do, that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land that the Lord swore to give to your fathers. And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness, that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. And he humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothing did not wear out on you, and your foot did not swell these forty years. Know then in your heart that as man disciplines his son, the Lord your God disciplines you. So you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and by fearing him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs flowing out in the valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing. A land whose stones are iron, and out of whose hills you can dig copper, and you shall eat and be full, and you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. <clears throat> o Lord, have mercy upon us. The epistle is from Philippians chapter 4. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, Think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low and how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Yet it was kind of you to share my trouble. And you Philippians yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving except you only. Even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs once and again. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. I have received full payment and more. I am well supplied. Having received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. 
And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, have mercy upon us. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 17th chapter. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. O Lord, have mercy upon us. In many and various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our sermon text for this Thanksgiving Eve is from the Old Testament reading, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 2 and 3. And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these forty years in the wilderness, that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. And he humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. This is our text. Well, dear saints in Christ, bread is just one of those essential items. Regardless of where you go in the world, it seems that every culture, they have their own form or type of bread. It's a staple of life. Now, for some, of course, bread's not a big deal. They would prefer meat, vegetables, fruit, or dessert. But for others, bread can become an obsession. Whether your preference is sweet breads for breakfast and dessert, homemade baked bread for lunch or dinner, or just plain old ordinary sandwich bread, you have to admit that bread is a staple. Now, with all this talk of bread, I might seem like a killjoy on this Thanksgiving Eve for bringing up the fact that bread, at least the bread that we eat at our dinner tables, it does not satisfy. Not eternally, that is. We're told that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. You see, we can eat all the bread we want in this world, but it will not keep us from wanting more later. Now, don't get me wrong. Food is a gracious blessing from our faithful God, a blessing that we, quite frankly, don't even deserve, and yet the Lord gives it to us anyway. Our Lord has taught us to pray for our daily bread, which includes food and, of course, so much more. We confess that God certainly gives daily bread to everyone without our prayers, even to all evil people. However, when we pray for daily bread, we ask that God would lead us to realize this and to receive our daily bread with thanksgiving. In this earthly life, we will always need daily bread. That is everything that has to do with the support and the needs of the body. And our Heavenly Father, He knows this, and He is gracious in His provision, as Jesus teaches us of 
Our Heavenly Father, so clothes the lilies which are here today and gone tomorrow, the grass of the field, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? However, this evening I want to focus in on just food for a moment. You see, to go without food, well, it leads to hunger, hunger pains, and of course, if you go long enough without it, there's death. It's inevitable. This was not so in the beginning. You see, man was not made to die. God created Adam and Eve perfect and without sin. They were living in a perfect world without sin and in a garden that God gave to them, which was exquisite. Death did not exist. We can scarcely wrap our minds around that. And you, all, you know all too well, though, what happened. Adam and Eve, they were tempted by Satan to eat the forbidden fruit, and ironically, a disobedient act of eating brought death into the world. And now all the food in the world cannot save us from death. Because of this original sin, our corruption is such that our default setting from conception is to hate God and to resist Him. Sadly, sin and death are the way of this fallen world. You can eat all the bread you want, indeed all the food you want, and you will still die. This corruption of sin could not be overcome by any thought, word, or deed of sinful humanity. There's nothing that you or I can do to bring perfection back to this world. And instead of desiring to know the one true God, people would rather claim their own godhood, especially today, or worship a false god that promises to meet their needs, even if it's just for the moment. And these false gods, they're beyond numbering. Of course, there's always the popular ones, money, fame, possessions, drugs, sex, even bread. The list is endless. And the Apostle Paul, he laments this fact in his letter to the Philippians, saying, For many, of whom I have often told you, and now tell you, even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction. Their God is their belly. And they glory in their shame with minds set on earthly things. However, God did not leave us in the endless darkness of our sinful appetites. Even though humanity is faithless, God is faithful. The book of Hebrews tells us long ago at many times and in many ways God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. The central message of God's prophets was his promise. His promise to send a savior from sin, death, and Satan. And so then we also hear... But now, he has spoken to us by his Son. You see, Jesus, who is true God and true man, came and did what we could not. He obeyed God perfectly, faithfully. Unlike Israel, who wandered in the wilderness 40 years because of their lack of faith and trust in God, Jesus was faithful in all things, and he never doubted his Father in heaven. Jesus wandered in the wilderness 40 days, mirroring the 40 years of Israel's wandering. However, Jesus was faithful to God the Father. He fasted those 40 days and he was tempted by Satan. As St. Matthew tells us, the tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. In the wilderness setting of his fallen creation, Jesus, the second Adam, was tempted by an act of eating just like the first Adam in paradise. Christ, however, was faithful. Thanks and praise be to God. You see, the opposition Jesus faced in his earthly life and ministry did not only come from Satan. He also faced doubt and rejection from the very people he came to save, the descendants of those whom God had brought out of Egypt, through the wilderness, and into the promised land. 
And after feeding more than 5,000 people with just some barley loaves and fish, there were those who questioned Jesus, wondering whether or not he was the Christ. They said to him, then what sign do you do that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus then said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, sir, give us this bread always. Again, never mind the fact that he had just fed over 5,000 people with five barley loaves, two fish. Those who doubted Jesus wanted more from him. Their hearts were hardened in unbelief. They were not convinced. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. He told them who he was and what his purpose was. Jesus is the bread of God who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Something greater than the manna in the wilderness was standing right before their very eyes and they didn't get it. Before them stood the long-promised Savior who was and is the true bread of heaven. Jesus gave his flesh over to death and was crucified in your place for your sins and indeed the sins of the whole world. All of this he did out of perfect divine love to win your freedom from sin, death, and Satan. In Jesus Christ, the bread of life, you have what truly satisfies, what truly satisfies the soul and gives life everlasting. Beloved in the Lord, having been set free from slavery to sin, you see, we are no longer shackled to the things of this world which do not satisfy. Yes, Satan and this sinful world, they offer us all kinds of false promises, and at first glance, they may appear as delicacies set upon a silver platter. But viewed in light of God's word, Satan's lies are poison. They are about as appetizing as waste in a landfill. In the end, the promises of Satan in this fallen world, they are always proven to be false. Sin never satisfies the soul. Sure, it might seem great in the moment, right? Sin may bring brief pleasure to your flesh, but guilt, earthly consequences, and the fear of separation from God follow right behind it. Because you see, in divine love, the Holy Spirit convicts us and calls us to repentance continually. Dear saints, turn away from the lies of Satan. Repent. Don't be like the prodigal son who in desperation longed to eat the slop of pigs. Be fed at your father's table. Be fed with what truly satisfies. Be fed with the bread of God who came down from heaven and gives eternal life. Christ freely gives to you what he won on the cross. Forgiveness of sins, eternal life, and salvation. He gives to you peace and the assurance of a good conscience before our God and Father. You see, in his Son, God the Father has graciously provided what satisfies in both body and soul. And this brings us back to our sermon text. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of, of the Lord. You see, earthly bread is both a necessity and it is a wonderful gift from God. Indeed, thanks be to God for his bountiful provision, and we will enjoy it either this evening, tomorrow, let's be honest, for days and days to come. 
Thanks be to God. However, earthly bread only satisfies for the moment. It does not give eternal life. Jesus Christ, the bread from heaven, feeds us with his word, his body, and his blood unto life everlasting. His holy supper is a foretaste of the great banquet which awaits us, body and soul, in paradise. As God's baptized children, we are recipients of these gifts from our faithful God. You see, we're sinful beggars whom our Heavenly Father has blessed beyond measure. We've been claimed as his own, washed clean of sin in baptismal waters, clothed in Christ's righteousness, seated at his banquet table, and fed with the delicacies of heaven itself. As St. Peter says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. As we journey through the wilderness of this world and toward his eternal promised land, we do so knowing that our Lord has promised to provide for all of our needs of body and of soul. Therefore, do not be anxious about anything, St. Paul writes, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You see, whether your earthly food and goods be plentiful or minimal, you do have much to be thankful for. You are loved by your Heavenly Father, cleansed, redeemed, forgiven. Both daily bread and bread from heaven are given by his gracious hands so that you might live body and soul forever in his sight. And so you shall. All thanks and praise be to God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep and watch your your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Almighty God, your mercies are new every morning, and you graciously provide for all our need of body and soul. Grant us your Holy Spirit that we may acknowledge your goodness, give thanks for your benefits, and serve you in willing obedience all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Again, good evening and a blessed Thanksgiving to uh, all of you here as we get ready to celebrate formally tomorrow. Uh, thank you all for joining us this evening. Um, God's peace be with you as you go out knowing that you are God's redeemed children, washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, made holy by his spirit, fed and strengthened with his word and his sacrament. I'll greet you at the door.